And I'm curious, are you, are you into the, uh, you know, here's my shaved clean bicket, baby. Yeah. Late, late labia lips, or do you prefer a little bit of shave or do you prefer like, you know, the, 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 the mama Cass, uh, you know, (laughs) jungle. Joan Baez and Mama Cass. I got it. This is, I mean, just two women I've never once thought about in any kind of sexual context. I they're probably the only two in the world outside of my mother and grandmother. (laughs) I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. I am tired this morning, and I'm going to tell you why. I am interested (laughs) in why you are tired, Mr. Himmel. Because I spent most of yesterday afternoon and all of the evening really annoyed. And that's exhausting. Oh yeah, speaking from a, a former rage addict. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that that amount of rage when you get to a certain age, you can't even sustain it. This is why I was always falling asleep when I would go on road trips in my like 20s and I guess mostly my 20s because I was just angry all the time. It's exhausting. So It is. I went to Home Depot yet or well, I did go to Home Depot yesterday. I had to get some more uh what the hell do they call it? Weed whacker wire. You know the the yeah, shit that goes into like, trimmer. Yeah. Yeah. But I was also headed You were so pillows. fucking domestic. You were so fucking domestic. Well, yeah. You know, I had to clean up the yard. Then we blew up the little inflatable pink pool and we all went swimming yesterday. And oh, good God. I literally, yesterday, I literally used my one year, my naked one year old son as a human shield from a water gun onslaught from Harry. Like, literally, like we're playing water guns and I grabbed Jacob and he was naked and I just held him up as Harry blasted me with a super soaker and it got Jacob soaked, hit him right in the face with the water. Like I, this is the kind of dad. I <laughs> that reminds me that, that actually reminds me of a key and peel uh, bit <laughs> where, where Michael has got the baby, you know, like the, the baby okay. thing on his chest mm-hmm. and, and it's two black guys, you know, shit talking each other. And, and then peels like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking hit a guy with a baby, which then makes Michael key go. Yeah. Punk bitch. And he walks up and slaps him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he, gives, then he takes the baby and puts it in front of his face. He goes, what about now? And he kicks him in the balls. I mean, it was just, <laughs> that's, that's what that, yeah. that image made me think of. So, I was over by Home Depot, and there's a Portillo's right next door. And that was the real reason that I left, was to go to Portillo's for the family. We were all in the mood for Portillo's. I was craving, like, nothing was going to scratch my lunch in. So, like a at, Portillo's. At Portillo's are you, okay, so it's a sandwich. It's not a hot dog. Or a salad. A burger. What do, you, what do you want? A salad? I was in the mood for the Portillo's salad. You want to go to Portillo's for I know. a salad? I know. But Katie wanted a fish sandwich. That's, that's like going to. Rings. That's. 
That's like going to Nathan's famous dogs and saying, can I just have a bowl of lettuce? What's the point? Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, I, I, I wanted some protein. I wanted some, veg- some vitamins. Like I just like wanted, like I was on something cool. Like it was hot yesterday. You know, I just, I don't know. I was Portillo salads are, they're good. They got, I mean, they're fine. They're fine, but that's not where you go to port. Yeah. But that's, but you don't go to Portillo's for the fucking salad. I'm just saying it's, it's, I wanted the Portillo salad. That's the only thing that I wanted. Yeah. It's like going to one of those pizza hut slash wing stops and actually getting wings. I mean, it's just a fucking point. It's a pizza hut. Okay. I mean, if they have a wing stop there, you get the wings like, no, it's like, have you seen those hybrids? Because like, basically, yeah. Pizza Hut bought Wingstop. Well, Pizza Hut can't be by itself. Like, yeah, it can't sustain itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but pizza it's like, Hut's you know. Bad. Yeah, but a pizza's still pretty good. Ah, I don't know, man. I had a pizza. You know why they called it airport. Pizza Hut? You know why they called it Pizza Hut? Because it used to look like a hut. The original guys, it was here in Wichita. The only reason I know this is for that DJ thing I did. I had, uh, I was giving away some prizes. So I wanted to go with some, some Wichita like trivia. Yeah. 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 Fun facts. And, uh, I, this, I actually think is funny because it makes me think of just about every off loop theater company in the world. I mean, they'd all be in Chicago because they're off loop, but, uh, is that not only did the building they bought, which they bought, just for the a business they just wanted to do a pizza pizza place right yeah and it looked like a hut and also and more importantly they only had room on the the marquee from the building for yeah. nine spaces oh and pizza takes up five mm-hmm. and then you have a space so they only had three letters left oh my god and so hut was the best option it's it's a great name though like you, oh, just, when like, it sticks, it's something. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's very iconic. It's very iconic, and it makes me sad that they had to do Wingstop, and I wish they had not done that. But that's all right. I mean, you got to make your money. So you go to Portillo's, and you get. I was doing the drive-through. Now, normally, when I go to Portillo's, it's it's usually like a special trip for Harry and I. Where we will go, and we'll go inside. We've got we always sit at the same table, like it's our table. You know, um, we always park at the same. Like it's this whole like. It's a yeah, it's a fantastic park on the same, but it's it, it's a thing. And he gets a plain hot dog and fries, and I will usually get either like the two dogs, you know, two Chicago dog, or I'll get a a cheeseburger, like with you know with everything on it. Sometimes I get the salad. Anyway, I'll get onion rings. So I got the salad. I got onion rings. I got Harry's plain hot dog and fries. I got Katie's fish sandwich, and then. Large fries with a cup of cheese. You want a cheese fries. Um, and then three lemonades. So I place the order in the drive-thru with the guy outside. And he's like, would you like to take a survey and get your, your large fries free? Sure. Okay. I'll save the two bucks and a quarter, whatever it is. Sure. It's like, okay, when you get up there, uh, let them know. And they'll give you your receipt. It'll have the code on it. You just go to the survey and you enter it. I'm like, okay, great. So she hands me my receipt and there's a 20 digit code. And she says, here, just go to portillos.com backslash survey. Enter the 20 digit number or the 20 digit code and let me know when you're done. I'm like, fuck, wait a minute. So it's not just like, oh, that's interesting. They're just going to like give me free fries and then trust that I go home and like later at some point 
complete the survey because it's insane to complete a survey while you're in a drive-through like on your phone well how many questions were on the survey oh i'm glad you asked that because that is extremely important to this story so i'm like all right so like i sit in the car and i go on my phone and i kind of hate doing stuff on my phone like yeah. through a website like you know like it's like, give me a QR code. I mean, at least that's yeah. the 90s, right? You know? Here's the thing. Give me a QR code that takes me right to the thing. To the website. That's, I mean, that's what a fucking QR code is. I got to type for. in portillos.com yeah. backslash survey. Then I got to enter 20 numbers. 20 digits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's, that's it's, like, it's, that, that, that by itself should be enough for, for free fries right there. Getting through that, just, walk out and give you a couple bucks i mean they, come on they're gonna they're gonna withhold my food until i finish the survey because like you're not getting your free fries until we know you did the survey. which is like it's fair because they said complete the survey get the fries yeah but that's like but i gotta dude i gotta go by the and, time like, you're done with money. the fuck yeah by the time you're done just getting to the survey those fries are now like cold exactly like baby fingers just bad not gonna eat them or they haven't made the food until I'm done. And then it's going to take like extra, like it. So now this immediately is, isn't making sense. And I'm kind of annoyed, but I'm like, screw it. I'll just do the quick survey and whatever. Like I'm in it. Let's just get out of it. So I answer like the first two questions and it's like, you know, have you, have you been here before? You know, that kind of shit, whatever. And I look down and there's a progress percentage thing at the bottom, which is great. Like, you know, progress bars. I love. Yeah. Two questions in. I'm at 8%. <laughs> Letting me know that this is going to be a longer survey. This is going to be like 30 questions or something to that effect. I'm not doing the math. Right. But, uh, so I'm, go I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going along. And then it starts asking, how was your order today? Were you happy with the quality of your food? Was everything in your order? And I'm like, well, I, I don't know because I don't have my order. I don't get my order until I'm done answering your questions. So I, so now I'm annoyed. You, it's been like you didn't want the fried bed enough to just lie. Well, I was like, well, I, this is the trick. This is why I didn't lie because I yeah. realized their trick. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I've I've been here before. I'm sure it's great. It's Portillo's. Great. Give yeah. fucking all tens. Everything. Yeah, you know, love it. Uh, nothing better. No, I'm not doing that because now I'm pissed. I'm annoyed that I had to <laughs> type in the entire URL. I had to type in 20 fucking digits, 20, 20 numbers. They could have given me a QR code, man. That technology exists and it's like super simple. But no, I had to type all that stuff in. I'm sitting here waiting. I've got like hungry kids and wife at home. Like I'm hungry. I just, uh, duh, I, uh, so I answer like, Neither neither satisfied nor dissatisfied because I'm neither satisfied nor dissatisfied because I haven't had my food. I don't know if the quality is any good. Maybe they blew it. Maybe they didn't put everything in my order. Maybe they screwed something up, which is rare because Portillo's is pretty great. But you realize no that this whole story is as George Costanza from Seinfeld as almost anything I've heard you say ever. So I'm sitting there on my phone. Getting hungrier, just wanting to like eat an onion ring on the way home so I can get into my salad, so I can feed my children and my wife. 
and I'm answering the questions. I don't know. Haven't had my order yet. Huh? And I'm, and then it's like, well, why did you think, why would you say that this was less, like the food is less satisfactory today? What is your reason? And I'm like, when did I say the food was less satisfactory? And I was like, oh, so like I tried to go back and I'm like, did I hit like the wrong thing? Because I didn't say the food was unsatisfactory. I said, I don't know. Which in 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 their algorithms in their- is un- it's it's not a plus, so it's a minus. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, so I wrote in. Now I have to type shit. Now I have to type explanations. I my answer is because I don't have my food yet because the survey occurred too soon, and I had to do this for like five or six answers because there were five or six. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have my order. So finally, I'm at like 76%. So if you just lied, this wouldn't even have taken you that much time. But I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. Plus, free fries, free fries, free fries. No, because it's not worth it to me. Because what I did is the principle that they tricked me. They have tricked me into taking this survey to just be like, I don't know, dude, everything's great. So then they can go and be like, look, everyone is always happy with our stuff. Well, yeah, it's free fries, man. I'm at 76%. I've still got like 25% of this fucking survey to go and I'm pissed. So I said to the the woman out front, like handing out the food, I just give me my food. I'll pay for the fries. That's exactly. I was like, look, can I just, can I just pay you for my fries? Like, what do you need? $5? Like, I don't care how much I don't care. I got to go. I'm hungry. And I was like, actively annoyed. I'm I'm hungry. I'm sure. Like, I wouldn't doubt if she's like telling the story of, Of the grumpy, hungry asshole who just wanted us, who just wanted to pay for his fries. Like I was kind yeah. of, I was. Just, and it's not like I'm in a hurry or I am on a schedule. It's I'm hungry. Well, part of it was I'm on a schedule. <laughs> that is the like, saddest. I know, but that's the saddest excuse. I mean, of course you're hungry. You're at a fucking Portello's drive-through. Of course yeah. you're hungry. The how goddamn hungry are you? This is America, and you're not homeless. You're not that fucking hungry. Well, I was more concerned about like. I mean, think of the homeless guy having homeless in the neck. Like, think of think of the think of the homeless guy that's sitting just like fifteen feet from your car. He would fill that survey out all day long if he could get free fries. Well, then you know what? If you want all A's and you want to cheat to get them, give the surveys to the homeless people. And they give them. The there you answers. go. That's what I'm saying. Feed the homeless. Get your you've bullshit had, answers. All right. Now here's the thing. You've had you've had a couple of interactions that have really put you off. Wait, uh, you're, I'm not done. Oh God. Oh Jesus no. Christ. How fucking long does this story go? So I get home. <laughs> God damn. So I tell the woman. I was like, Look, let me just pay for the fries. She's like, No, I got you. And then she like disappears down the very long line of the drive-through. I'm like, I just want to go. <laughs> So I'm sitting there waiting for her to come back to be just like, fuck it. Here's money. Give me the fries. I finished the survey. I finished the other, the final quarter. Oh, you son of a bitch. So she comes back up. And now you want your free fries. So I get the free fries. I go home. I'm unpacking and I'm just like, you know, the whole thing. And these motherfuckers, they didn't complete the order. They forgot the cup of cheese for Katie's cheese fries. So these motherfuckers made me <laughs> fucking answer a goddamn survey. <laughs> Passively forced me to give them pluses, all A's, and they fuck it up. 
and I'm so pissed. And I want to call. I want to drive back there, and I want to oh. fucking give them a. I want to. I want to fucking Karen them. I want to go full blown Bowling Brook Karen on them. Katie says, "No, no, let's just eat our food. We'll call them later." So I eat my food. Hulk sleep. I wake up. You know, whatever. Like I, you know, you know. The thing is, months. at least, at least with the Hulk, there was like serious things at stake when he turned green and rage monster. I mean, let's be honest. The survey at a fucking Portello's drive-through is pretty low-hanging fruit in terms Don, of stakes. Let me ask you something. What is I'm the asking? What is the purpose of a man? A woman, <laughs> like <laughs> he leaves the cave. <laughs> he leaves the cave to hunt and gather ah, shit. bowls of cheese sauce and fries for his yes. wife and children. And, and if they get it back to the cave, if they get the order wrong and make him work a little extra for it, for that cheap, highly convenient food that he didn't really have to hunt or gather, he just has to drive up and they hand it to him. He has one job. That's. Oh my God. But the danger, like I'm not facing, you know, Mastodons anymore, but the fucking traffic on Addison in the middle of the day, Saturday in Chicago. All right. Oh, fair. oh my God. That's fair. Give me the That's Mastodon. Fair. Give me a fucking rabid, angry Mastodon over there. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. God, these motherfuckers. So I, I think I got to write a letter. If you write a letter, I'm going to have to drive up to Chicago. And well, we know I'm not going to write a letter because I don't write anything yeah, right, anymore. But, so. Yeah, I didn't, well, no shit. I mean, you did write this. All right. I Because I wanted to get into this because this did this made me laugh. And um, and I thought, wow, I, I don't know how I feel about this. It's like, mm -hmm. saw this was in your uh, post-it notes. Saw a real cute, young, punky barista at the local coffee shop I sometimes stop at on the way to my morning train was thinking she's cute i should come on come in more and develop a harmless little daily flirtation with her then i saw the hair under her armpits and my libido bit into the cyanide capsule it keeps in a false tooth while my balls smothered my dick to death before withering and falling away from my body like rotten grapes so <laughs> you know what i love so, about that it's not there's not an ounce not even a hint not even an imagination of hyperbole Oh no! And there's no fat in that line. There's no. no fat in that line. That description is just as lean meat as you can get. Yep. So what was it about? So all right. So you see, I I, so I just want to get this straight. <laughs> it's the, how fat and hyperbolic it actually is. Oh, it just it just went crazy. But I, I, it's like so you are so disgusted by armpit hair that you can see a, a really lovely woman that you think, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I mean, do a hopeless, you know, a, a, you know, it's not a hopeless, but a, you know, sort of like a, a harmless flirtation. Cause you do that. You do that. You know, when you see somebody, when you go someplace regularly and it's somebody, you have that moment. They're mostly yeah. flirt. They're mostly flirting with you because they want tips. They want but, tips. You want to boost yeah. your day. It's sure. Fun. It's I mean, fine. What, it's totally fine. What was the next, the next note on the, on the post-it notes was about like, to that point, like it's important that we yeah. have these daily it's fun. Yeah. It's interaction. There's nothing wrong with it. But you went from, hey, she's cute and punky to she has armpit hair and I would like to smash my face into a sidewalk. So what about the armpit hair was such a turnoff? When Katie and I first started dating, we were having dinner at this place called Mana. I don't know if you remember 
man it was a like it was a vegan joint on division like not far down yeah yeah you used to live yeah i remember that place um it was katie's favorite restaurant in town and like she wasn't i mean she, i don't think she was ever, she was a vegan for like a week and okay. she was like this is fucking stupid but it was just a really good restaurant you know like Fuck it. Vegan food can be really good. We did we did some events. We did some events with the chef battle with the, yeah. the chef. I can't remember her name was, but man, a food bar. Yeah. So at that restaurant, we got into some weird discussions. Um, I, And she was saying like how, you know, she should grow her hair out. Like she's thinking about like stopping to shave her piss and stopping to shave her legs. And I was like, she's like, I'm a mammal. I should have my hair. Let it grow. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay. Um, like, yeah, you can totally do just so you know, I'm not going to want to touch you if you do. Like, I'm not saying that women need to be clean shaven. All they just need to be clean shaven. If you want to stick, if they want you to stick your penis in them. All I'm yeah. Yeah. Cause what I'm saying is I'm not attracted to it. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's, 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 look, that's not for I'm, everybody. There's, there's a lot of things I'm not attracted to that a lot of other people are. And that's totally yeah. like yeah, everybody it, has it, it's, each I, their own. I right? feel you. The thing about it is hairy legs and armpit hair are not that they're not like a deal breaker for me, but it's not like if there's a fat, ugly girl who happens to have armpit hair and leg hair, I go, well, that elevates her up. No, she's still fat and ugly. So I get well, it. I remember, I remember a woman that when I was in Chicago, um, shall, she shall remain nameless um, because so many of them were um, in my mind. Um, but a younger woman who, uh, she was proud. I mean, one of the jokes was that I was a year older than her dad. Um, but, uh, the sex was ridiculous. The sex was so much fun. It was great sex. And, uh, and then, you know, we, you know, it's like, it didn't last, of course. And at one point, and this was when I was fully on Instagram. Well, yeah. When she went um, off to college, you had to say goodbye to her. You know? Yeah. Uh, exactly. When she, <laughs> yeah. When she had to finish her senior year. Yeah. <laughs> You know, she, in high school, she was running for student government. She, was, yeah, exactly, you know. yeah, yeah. But no, there was this picture, and she had grown her armpit hair, and all of the memories it changed. You know, it's like, oh, how? I, and and I asked myself at the time, it's like, wow, because I remember really thinking she was super hot, and and like really being into her. And then I saw the armpit hair, and what didn't? What I realized for me was it didn't turn me off that she had armpit hair. It turned me off as to my assumptions of why she had armpit hair. Sure. It wasn't just, it wasn't that she was just too lazy to shave her armpits. It wasn't that she preferred armpit hair. Like she said, Oh, this will, I will, I will be warmer or like Katie, I'm a mammal. I, it was a political statement and that political statement bored the fucking shit out of me. So I was like, yeah. all right, that's what, that's how I feel yeah. about armpit hair. It's not like, I think it's gross. It's just that you you're, you're doing this thing. That's a political statement, you know, that's, that's sort of like the white woman version of a swastika neck tattoo for a, a white racist. You know, it's just like, you don't need it. Sure. It's not necessary, but you want to represent a certain way. I mean, there are some people that, that think pe- tattoos are disgusting. And like, there'd be a woman who would see my four tattoos and be like, oh God, I can't touch him. I like, he was so cute beforehand. But then when I saw his tattoos, I was like, oh, I can't do it. Like that exists out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's totally fine. You know, again, to each their own. And I, I have friends that grow their armpit hair. Women yeah. that I have no issue with it whatsoever. I just don't want to fuck it. 
And here's what I told Katie. It's like, look, <laughs> again, you you are more than well. Like, you don't need my permission to grow your your hair out. It's totally fine. But I don't want to be like in a passionate embrace with you and like you know moving you know things are advancing and we're the foreplay and we're my hand is slowly crawling up your leg and i'm oh now it feels like i'm i'm snuggling with my dad or like i'm feeling up feeling up don hall you know like it just like it feels like i'm because i'm not attracted to men now i could tell you what a good looking man looks like and i can fucking i can fantasize about gene kelly and his dried up bones right now but there's no hair on those dried up bones. You see, I don't know. It it's, it's the hair it, thing that bothers. Yeah, yeah. That's like all right, that's fine. That's it. So that's let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because this because you bring up a because you know I'm too too quick. Well, the one one of my favorite uh, stories. I was dating another uh, nameless woman in Chicago at one point, and uh, again, um, she was. I mean, she's super cute and she, she was like house sitting this rich person's condo. And so, you know, the bed was real big and, and you know, and after, you know, after sex one night, you know, you do what you do. It's like, so is there anything you want that I'm not doing? Is there any way to make it, you know, better for you? Cause I'm you, trying to be, yeah, I asked, asked that, that to her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm the, you know, it's like, I'm going to be a, I want to be considerate, you know, that kind of thing. And she said, well, you can, she say, said, leave. Oh no! Well, yeah, yeah. She said, "Get the fuck out! Change your name, and could you be a different person?" Um, but uh, she said, "You can shave." And I went, "Do you have David Hemmel's phone number?" No. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then she grew armpit hair, and she knew it was over. No, she said, "Shave," and I thought she meant my face. That's how. And I was like, "Gonna break up with me one day." She's she's just gonna let her hair finally grow. Yeah, that's how you'll know it's over. Yeah, I'll be like, "Should I just get my dad to put the divorce papers together?" She's like, "Yeah, what's taking you?" Yeah. 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 What's it's I've been growing this for like three weeks. I have a goatee goatee and a unibrow. What is taking you so long? Yeah. But uh, she said, yeah, shave. And I thought she meant my face and she actually meant my nuts. My, you know, my, you know, my manscaping. And she said, don't you know about manscaping? I said, I'm not a metrosexual, man. I said, I don't shave my fucking balls. I said, what the kid, you want to like a a little boy's balls? I said, my balls are so gnarled and old. They look like fucking tommy lee jones fucking neck goiter so it's you know i gotta say i gotta call it out that's the second time in two weeks i know now that you- i know i just when you're talking about the balls i gotta go there um i mean and for my tommy for lee my jones dad's eulogy does kind of resemble i went neck goiter this time yeah i went neck goiter this time because it was just the, just the yeah. image I, I can't repeat myself but i can keep it in a similar build, vein build on the brand the, similar yeah. vein yeah. anyway uh, you know, so, so I said, all right, I'll try it. And I did, you know, I said, all right. And, you know, I did notice that it made my dick seem like an inch longer because all of a sudden there's no hair down there, but it was a little weird. And so I guess my question, you know, and that, that was one of the things is that she, as I recall, she, she didn't shave her bush. It wasn't like she had like a full seventies, like, you know, here's an Afro between her legs kind of thing. But, you know, she, she, she trimmed whatever, but I've dated women that have, that have so either really, really full blown black exploitation, but it was like mid eighties. Yeah. It was like once it's once she takes the Afro wig off, you know, it's there's yeah. hair, but it's not so much. So anyway, but I, and then I, I, at the time I thought that was all right. So she kind of 
trims. I get it. Okay. So maybe that's a, that's a thing. But I remember also dating some other dating. I say dating when I mean fucking, um, some other women and along the time. And some of them like were shaved bald and some of them had like serious, like, you know, like, uh, you know, Joan Baez Bush, you know, like serious, you know what I mean? Like serious, like there's a land, there's a, there's some serious business down there. And so, <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> you have Joan, I've never once thought of Joan Baez as anything, but just a, like a yeah. head of arms and a guitar. Like, of course she has a foot. It's just being, like, you know, like, 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 like that seventies thing. So do you hear, I, you know, and at some point I realized, you know, when you watch porn that the shaved, almost childlike, uh, Pusouch, uh, is sort of the fashion. And I'm curious, are you, are you into the, uh, you know, here's my shaved clean, Bicket baby, yeah. Late, late labia lips, or do you prefer a little bit of shave, or do you prefer like, you know, the 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 mama cass, uh, <laughs> you know, jungle. <laughs> Joan Baez, mama cass. I got it. This is, I mean, just two women. I've never once thought about in any kind of sexual context. I, they're probably the only two in the world outside of my mother and grandmother. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. T- t- g- go ball, baby. Yeah. So, so you're into the ball. So when yeah. did this happen? Because all right, I'm going to take us in another direction. I think it happened in the nineties. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm going to take us in another. Oh, go ahead. Let me just tell you, like, why? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested because this is important to like th- going back to like the conversation I had with Katie way back in the beginning. She was like, "What's your deal? Like, why does it matter?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know. Like, it, it, I, th- I think, and I, I mean." Th- I do know now, I think that the reason is because when I was coming of age into, you know, my sexuality and like, I mean, I, I, I look, I looked at plenty and had plenty of playboys from the seventies and eighties. It was plenty of Bush and all that seeing the pornos, but like, I, you know, when I was getting into it, like the, the landing strip or the completely yeah bald thing that was and Vogue, that was just the fashion. So that was the thing, yeah. That was the thing. That was just of my time. So that's, you know. Eh, all right. So, I think, so I think that's of the, what it is. That's all right. What, so here's, 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 here's the reason I'm thinking of this is that I saw yeah, something Jesus, the other day. What's going on here? Yeah, I know. I know. It wasn't just totally random. Um, but I read your armpit thing and I went, oh, and I was kind of, it was just in the back of my body hair. Women's body hair was kind of in the back of my mind. And then I saw... The the uh, trailer for what I think is, at least for me, like one of the most unnecessary uh, remakes of a film I can imagine, which is Timothy Chalamet as wow. Willy Wonka. Now there are a couple of there are a couple of things that I that I thought immediately when I saw it was number one why why um, you know number two. 
while I didn't care for the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp version of it, right. at least he was weird and not sort of like this smooth, pretty, like lovely thing with Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompas. But when you have Gene Wilder create sort of an indelible and almost picture perfect version of Willy Wonka. And if you know the book, he played him perfectly because he basically played Willy Wonka as like half carnival barker, half serial killer. I mean, there was a lot of danger and, and, he, and, and Gene Wilder's not a pretty guy. He doesn't look pretty. It's not yeah. the Johnny Depp or the Timmy shit. And I went, so how did that go? And it suddenly hit me that, uh, I mean, I think there's probably two metaphors in my mind is that with a lot of our, our culture and a lot of our language, I mean, Roald Dahl's estate is trying to kind of smooth the edges over yeah. his, his, his actual written work. Yeah. And it seems like, it seems like there is either a child proofing of the entire culture or uh, the image that really struck with me is that, that basically things like this new Timmy, Timothy Chalamet, Willy Wonka is really just shaving the pubic hair off of the seventies. You know, it's like, it's like Gene Wilder and in the image, and I, I sorry to have this image and stick it in your brain and anybody listening, sorry, but the images, you know, Gene Wilder's got that wiry Jufro. And I mean, you know, and there's no question in my mind, the guy probably had, a massive bush, you know, around his balls. And I, and I have the feeling that Tim Chalamet is, is shaved as a four-year-old boy. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he is he's so pretty and inoffensive and lovely that there's just nothing manly about that body. And, and, and it suddenly went, Oh, if, if we don't, if you know, that it's, it's like, it's just, it's just kind of kind of shaving off those things to make them smooth and inoffensive and without any kind of edge. I mean, that's one of the things that I like about the Helen Reddy Bush is that you go and you don't know what's down there because there's bush. And so it's a discovery, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like fucking Jumanji down there and you go for it maybe, <laughs> you know, and I think there's something, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that there's danger there that when you shave it all off, there's absolutely no sense of stake or danger or edge. Yeah. And, I, and so that, 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 that was sort of my image. Um, and I know that's a weird metaphor, but that's the metaphor I came up. What do you think? I think, I think the metaphor works. Um, so there's a couple of things. I, I, I saw the, the, the trailer for Willy Wonka. And my first thought was why? And yeah. uh, uh, why? And and it does feel like it's trying to do something that is unnatural and unnecessary. Yeah. Like to and exactly to your point of this like smoothing out rough edges. Um you know and I try not to look at it like, why would they do this? They're, they're messing with uh, Gene Wilder. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, whatever. Like, times change and, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's fine if it's a good performance. But the point is, yeah, it, it, that exactly. they've taken. I mean, the original story, as an example, just to me, to throw out as an example. In the original book, the Oompa Loombas are pygmies. Yeah. That's what they are. They are pygmies. That's what they're called. They are little black African pygmies. All right. So even in the 1970s, is it 71? I think it's 71. 71. Yeah. 
uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. They go with they go with midgets with orange faces and green hair. Okay, so they they even softened it a little bit, mm-hmm. but apparently in our modern discourse, even that isn't good enough. So now it's a digital AI representation of Hugh Grant. That was the thing that I found most disturbing. Jarring. It's like, what the fuck is was that? It, what's this weird, like, oh, because it's Hugh Grant, and that's funny because Hugh Grant is an Oompa Loompa. That's the joke. You have to know who Hugh Grant is for that to be purposefully funny. Second yeah. of all, and while I don't really give a shit, kind of got to make a point here. All those little people that are out of jobs because they use the magic of CGI to make Hugh Grant. Where's the uprise? If if Scarlett Johansson can't play a trans person or whatever the whatever that was a couple years ago. Yeah, whatever that was. Sure. You know what I mean? Like or an an Asian, yeah. Or an Asian, whatever it is. Like rise up. Let's stop taking work from little people and giving it to Hugh Grant. When you know what I mean, like, but on the other hand, just, Hugh Grant probably probably has a massive bush. I don't know. Hugh Grant is of the nineties. I think Hugh Grant might be manscaping. He's at least like shaving it down to like a, a four a four guard, a four or three. That's I mean, like, and then, and then probably just, and then probably like bicking his balls. Yeah. Rorschach of the news. Your first Rorschach in just another nail in the journalism coffin. Yay. National Geographic reportedly lays off its last staff writers. Yeah, I saw that a while ago. Um, I, I, it's, I, I mean, yeah, that is, funerals are sad. Death is sad. And that is, really unfortunate at least they're still i mean they're they're going for freelancers so hopefully these staffers can but they're not because they're also scaling it down to like just editors and a few freelancers this, their this, output this, is going to be far less it, where 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 the music industry went so went the journalistic journalism industry and now the SAG-AFTRA and the WGA are fighting to prevent Hollywood from going, the film industry from going exactly the same direction, which is why I think they will fail miserably because it's happening to everyone else. It is it is an AI-created uh, uh, desert. Well, I don't even know uh, if an AI-created desert as much. I mean, for the National Geographic. Well, yeah, that's all right. That's this fair. is a 20-year-long... Yeah, it's you know, a decline. Yeah, decline is, yeah. All right, second one. In my perfect sandwich, or I'll only shit once a week. <laughs> too much Burger King's new offering in Thailand has no meat and 20 slices of cheese. It's called the real cheeseburger. It is a real thing in Thailand, Burger King. They literally are. They are selling a fucking uh, no meat and 20 slices of American cheese. It is the most disgusting looking thing I've ever eaten. I mean, no, I I haven't had one because I've not gone to Thailand, but I would I'd yeah. probably try it. I'd try it. I'd eat it once I mean, and then not shit for a week. 
it's it's just a lot of cheese. Yeah, it's, it's a literally it's it's no, it's not even grilled. I mean, if you look at the picture, and I'll actually well, I'll probably like cold ass or like it, room temperature. It, well, American no, it's cheese. it's slightly melted, but you can still see the the, yeah, the corners. It's literally here's a sesame seed bun with what looks like about three inches of fucking cheese. And it, oh, that's it, disgusting! Right, right. It's like, what were they thinking? That looks like, I mean, that just looks like it's going to be diarrhea. That's what I'm saying. I, well, no, it's going to block your that fucking is a colon. Loo- just call that the loose stool sandwich. The <laughs> so number three, and I wish I'd gone to vocational school instead. <laughs> From the Chicago Reader, Looking Glass goes on hiatus, and Raven gets a new artistic director. the The main part of the article is is I think it's I think it's Carrie Reed going through all of these mid sized Victory Gardens, all these mid sized theater venues in Chicago that, at least in my day, were big shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are losing their ass. All of them are going out of business. Nobody can pay anybody a living wage. Um. Yeah, your thought? That, uh, that government money run out from the from the pandemic, and they've not been able to get their numbers back up to pre-pandemic, where you know they were barely skating by, even in their heyday. Like theater is always just barely getting by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, it's sad, man. Um, but <sighs> I'm guilty for not helping them out because I have not been to a Victory Garden show in. How old am I? You know, like, well, Victory Gardens died because uh, of racial politics. It had very little to do with their money. Right. Yeah, but Looking Glass—that's different. Looking Glass is that's a money thing. Steppenwolf is struggling too. Steppenwolf's really, really struggling. You know, it's hard, man. Yeah, people aren't aren't going back. I mean, it's I don't. You know, is this the long? You know, the long thing where people aren't reading as much because, you know, after, you know, books were the only thing that could entertain us before radio, before television, before movies, before all this, you know, and now when with every, you know, now we're not going to the movies as much because we've got these huge TVs that are super affordable and our beautiful sound systems and our, yeah, people aren't, they're just, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's sad, but I'm doing fuck all to help it. So they so, and, and isn't that the, the you know that's the american ideal is i i want to fight against child labor but and 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 raping the congo but look wait a minute i gotta get that new iphone yeah that's just that's just our thing that's or like, like my mom says boy climate change i really want to change that but you can't take my ac away and i it's like i get no, it I, I will i will that, drive 300 miles to a save our planet fundraiser yeah. But I just drove 300 miles in a fucking gas-powered car. Shut up. Exactly. Number four, and speaking of climate change, um, in You Can't Hide from Mother Nature, and I think uh, your recent experience, uh, this is on Vox, there's no such thing as a disaster-resistant place anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, man. That's, uh, the Earth can't handle us. It is trying to evict us. Chicago, Chicago can't drain its northwest side from when there are heavy storms. I was yesterday was like 
It was 85. It was sunny all day. It was calling for rain all day and not a drop. And I went outside and I looked in my alley. I was taking some trash out and we've got a drain uh, sewer there. And I looked down and the health of the drainage system is visible through the looking through that grate. There's maybe like two feet, well, maybe not two feet, three or four feet to go before it's full. On a perfectly hot day where it hasn't rained in, in several days, like this, we can't handle the extremes. We're either burning or drowning. And that is the new normal. And this country has got to get used to it. We have to, you know, Biden's infrastructure plan should include making all streets uh, sponges, <laughs> you know, yeah. like. Make them make it more because that what happened like Houston a couple of years ago when it had that those big floods like the problem is the water had nowhere to go because it can't drain through. Concrete. That's why that's why paver stones. You, well, you need to gather the water. You need to do it, and then you need to have a pipeline that goes to the southwest because fucking Arizona is fucking dying. You know, it's like a cinder that's just frankly, you know. I mean, no, that's fine, but that that would be a way to handle Tucson. But Tucson can go fuck themselves. Yeah, but but there's no not everyone is Tucson is guilty of being, you know, making Tucson a terrible place, but yeah, you know, you have your choice. Yep. Number five, well, I, one of the things that's coming out uh, this after or this morning, I guess, on my I Believes was I wrote, I believe that climate change should be should be referred to as accountability culture. Mm. You know, because that's kind of what it is. We 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 made this bed. Quit bitching. Um, yeah. This is what we did, and this is what we continue to do. Number five in see how effective DEI really is. A black woman and a white woman went viral fighting racism. Then they stopped speaking to each other. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a whole thing about two women. That, remember the Starbucks, uh, you know, when the, the manager asked the, the two black guys that were just loitering to leave and they made it a viral moment and it's some big racism thing. Well, these are the two women that actually did the viral video. Well, they got together and said, hey, let's start a foundation. Let's start this kind of thing. They started doing speaking engagements. You have one who is uh, a black like an African, you know, like uh, not African-American, but like, and you know, she's from Africa kind of. She's actually African? Yeah, actually African, but lives in the United States. And then you have uh, an older Jewish woman and they work together and they're doing their, their stuff. And then all of a sudden, um, the black woman decided that uh, the Jewish woman didn't let her talk enough or didn't center it on her experience enough or whatever it was, but they just kind of went from, Hey, we're working together to fight racism to no, you're the racist one. <sighs> I mean, I don't know why women have to hate each other so much. I mean, I, I hate them. I, <laughs> isn't that enough? I'd have to read the story. <laughs> notes. Like, does it get into details about what went down? Like, was it, did, were they fighting yeah. over a man? Like what? No, <laughs> no, that? it's exactly what I told you. Like, like they decided stupid. Like what's? Yeah, the 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 the, the black cat. So really the, just like I, she doesn't. It, you know, Rachel doesn't let me talk enough. And I you're, you're not you're not centering. You're not the, the black uh, activist. Basically, made the point was that you are not centering our our discussion enough on my experience as a black American. 
And also, I don't think it should be 50-50 because I'm black and I should get like 65% of all of our money and you should get less. And the other one was saying, well, I'm doing all the fucking work. You're just showing up and speaking. But that was, and they kind of got into this. I mean, that's a real, you'd have to read the article, but it is actually pretty interesting. But it's mostly interesting in like like a cat fight you'd see on Jerry Springer. So this just sounds, I mean, a lot like, you know, the, the disillusion of a lot of other great duos in history, Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, Jan and Dean, Sam and Dave, Captain Joan Baez and her bush, Joan Baez and her bush, you know, take a break, give it some time, let your emotions settle and come back and remember why you're doing this. You're doing, I think it for the Grammys, right? For the Grammys. Right, Paul? I I think this story reminds me, what it reminds me the most of is how the women's march fell apart. It was like one of the biggest marches. You were even a part of it. It was a huge thing. And then all of a sudden, they bring in some Farrakhan lovers, and all hell breaks loose. And it's like the Jewish ladies can't be in charge because they're Jewish ladies. But they like Farrakhan, and they and Farrakhan hates the Jews. And it just kind of just crumbled. It just kind of crumbled from infighting. Well, the, the women's march fell apart because it was a... <laughs> it was like the women's march, and it was a thing, but it became a movement? Now, marching is movement. I get it. But, like, the women were starting other events that weren't marches, and they didn't know what they were fighting for other than the things they were fighting. It just had no focus. Yeah. Because, yeah, they got into it. All right. And number six, um, the predicator is, you know, one of the one of the things with the SAG after a strike is that what they wanted to do was they wanted to uh, like take extras and scan them and then use those images in perpetuity for their thing. And can we blame AI on this too? Delivery apps just did the impossible. Domino's Pizza has been long been the holdout for having any kind of delivery apps, third-party delivery apps do their thing. The largest pizza company in the world has finally conceded that uh, people would prefer to use their phones to get their shitty pizza. Watching TV last night while having dinner, um, Katie and I, this commercial popped up about Domino's dropping a pin. That's their thing. I was like, drop a pin, get your pizza. And Katie said, I don't understand what they're selling. And I was like, oh, this is, this is actually pretty cool. Like if you're on the beach, you're on North beach and North Avenue beach and you want a pizza, Drop a pin. Domino's then has to like deliver that pizza to your pin. So you don't need to be at a house or, you know, whatever with an address. But then I was like, well, that sounds really fucking annoying for Domino's because then the Domino's driver has to like park the car, walk along the beach with a pizza to try and find you. Um, I mean, good for Domino's. Like, yeah, drop the pin, but it sounds like more, more trouble for the Domino's driver. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't blame that on on AI. I think that that's fine. That's just like that was good, so technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, good, good for Domino's. I just think it sounds like it's going to be more complicated for you because now I'm thinking like, what kind of fucking weird places can I make? Can I get pizza? Get to? No, I'm at the top floor of the Hancock. Yeah. No, on the ledge. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, look, hey man, I'm on my boat. Uh, but I want some pizza, so 
you better swim your ass out here. And those ants get a paddle boat, man. Wet. Yeah, get a paddle boat, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, they have to like rent a fucking paddle boat. <laughs> My first thing is a watch. God, this movie is, um, it's an action film. So like, whatever, but Extraction 2, tell you what the thing about this movie is. The camera work, the cinematography in this, this is not like the cinematography is beautiful and look at the skyline, you know, like Woody Allen's Manhattan, vomit. There's, there are so many like clever things that they do with the camera in this film that really pull you into the action or pull you. It's like, it it's is like very a, intense. First person shooter game. Yeah. But more. And I don't even know how, like, even in the editing, because it's clearly editing. Like, there's no way that a camera operator is like crawling through the window of the Jeep and all this other shit. But it's there's a lot of it's drone fun. work in this. Yeah. It's, it is fun to watch. It's, really really cool and i'm just like it's because you're in it and it's fun and it pulls you through and it's just it just makes the action feel more actionable but then i'm yes. also thinking like how the fuck did they do this this is just really cool uh, editing or directing we know both whatever yeah but so it's good it's for worth. nothing else watch it for the cinematography yeah I actually have three watches. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, I know, I know, uh, you know, Donnie Smith and I do the I Like to Watch podcast about the movies we like to watch. And I find that my, my taste is kind of all over the place. So, uh, I watch three movies. Now, the first one, my first thing is an example of what I've discovered is, you know, with the, the near death of my father and still kind of grappling with the divorce from the prostitute um, that I, that I stuff most of my shit down like I do. And then I find myself weeping uncontrollably at things. I shouldn't find that weep worthy. One of the things I found quite delightful and also bald so hard. I had to pause it and had to go to the bathroom to wash my face was Matilda, the musical on Netflix roll dolls, Matilda, the music. I know you've never heard of it. It's fucking adorable. It's wonderful. I tell them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I loved it. And I, 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 you I, know, just, I, I had, I had zero desire to watch this and I watched it one night last week and I was like, God damn it. This is really adorable. But man, I couldn't even show my mom a video of the big, uh, revolting children number mm -hmm. without, without bawling in front of my mom. So it, it, yeah. So it's Matilda the musical Netflix. Okay. Watch it. Would that be something that I could watch with Harry, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. My next thing is a listen. Uh, it's a podcast called Fresh Air on WBEZ. Huh. Never Are heard you? of either of those. Uh, it's hosted by Terry Gross. She's a Ooh, okay. A woman That's who will surprise you to learn she's not a lesbian. I don't well, it's an unfortunate last name. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but this particular episode features David Sedaris. Um, it's from July 14th, last Friday. Uh, it's David Sedaris reflects on the driving force of his life, his war with his dad. Uh, love David Sedaris. Love Fresh Air. 
But what's interesting, I, the reason I, this is a listen is because it opens with Terry and David talking about David's author picture for his latest book, where he's kind of like posing as a character. He's got like a fake pipe in an author's study. And they talk about like, who smokes a pipe anymore? It's such a weird thing. And I'm listening to this thinking, well, Don and I, the a-holes. But then it, are we, are pipes weird? Are they? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I think maybe they might be. And people might look at us. Kind of, I haven't smoked a pipe think, in a long time. But you know. let's put it this: I think I think uh, a pipe for a man that is not Wilfred Brimley aged type. I think a pipe is sort of like uh, having a great massive seventies bush. I'm starting to think that when I was smoking a pipe more frequently, it's out of style, but it's still it's still cool. In my twenties and thirties, like walking around with it, like the people were like, "Oh, that fucking guy." That I never cared about. See, I never cared about that. I'm I'm already that fucking guy. My whole life is being that fucking guy. I bet he carries a pocket watch and a handkerchief. And I did. There you go. Yeah, I've always been nothing wrong with me. God damn it. All right. All right. My second thing is again in my what the fuck kind of taste in movies does Don have? Uh Donnie Smith, again, uh, from I Like to Watch, he he had initially said he wanted to see this movie and then watched it and found that it was because it one of the children i mean basically it's about this i mean it's not about this but it's a young girl like this seven-year-old girl has to endure some of the bloodiest goriest most horrifying shit you can imagine Uh and because he's got a young daughter he found it not to be a good movie because it was this little girl and I like it. And I thought, well, all right, I'll watch it and see what I'm doing. And I fucking, I mean, they delivered. It is a great fucking horror movie, evil dead rise mm. on max. And, you know, and the only thing I thought was, I, I, I mean, maybe it's cause I don't have a daughter or maybe it's cause I have a heart made of cinder. I don't care. Um, I thought it was hysterical. The little girl was fine. She was super believable and she's covered in blood and there's goriness and it's all, it, they promised go- it's evil dead. So they promised or dismemberment, some weird fucking shit, scissors up in somebody's nose through their brain, Ooh. all that kind of shit. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought it was, uh, I didn't cry though. That nothing, it never made me cry, but I was uh, quite not, pleased with it. Not Matilda the musical. I mean, it's really not Matilda the musical, but it's, you know, it's, a, it's, although Matilda the musical is, it's not gory, but Emma Thompson's pretty, uh, pretty fucking hateful well but it's it's ronald Dahl, so like it's gonna have that ronald sure that's his name okay. so his mother calls him um my last thing to do is a watch i'm gonna uh man i'm gonna try really hard to get to this but if i can't you should which is the whole point of this right a recommendation for yeah. you dear listener it's a watch mission mission impossible dead reckoning part one <gasps> and it and that is my third because I saw it yesterday. Oh, was Mission it? Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. It is, let's put it this way. My mom said two things that made me laugh right out loud because I took my mom. Um, number one, she said, I think I understand AI now. And the second thing, <laughs> the second thing is, God, that was three hours. It felt like 15 minutes. It is just set. Talk about action. Talk about fucking action. Start to finish fucking action, action, action. Um, there are a couple surprises, uh, that I was 
I don't know if I'm happy about it or not, but I like I really enjoyed it. Um, I could look at I could literally just stare at Haley Atwell all day fucking long because I just think she's just, just yeah God she's hot. Um, I love Tom Cruise. I love that Tom Cruise isn't making himself up so much that he doesn't look his age. Yeah, you know I mean it's just uh, everything about this movie was entertaining. Um, smartly written the action is amazing and i've never seen an amazing car chase between an armored humvee and a literally like a yellow bright yellow fiat that will only like two-seater car that chase scene is the it's just like non-stop fun uh i loved it i highly recommend it i'll probably go see it again in the theater i loved it yeah tom cruise is a he's awesome he i know rocks. he's crazy i know he's got a skin and all that shit he, that dude Whatever. makes movies and we that, love them they're super entertaining super entertaining i love i love all the mission impossibles yeah this yeah, my mom was asked so is is dead reckoning part two is that the last one he's gonna do i said i don't know but it could be and that would be a fitting end i mean because this movie sets you up some you know she said, when did you, when did you know when it was going to end? I said, because they explain in the fucking first reel, there are two parts to this mission. Mm-hmm. Once they're done with the first part, they got to go into the second part. That's the second part, second part, second movie done. I, you know, it's like, uh, we, we, she and I had so much fun laughing and talking about this movie. It was a very funny car conversation following the film. So we dug it. God. So yeah, you yeah, see it. Make love it. See it. Love it. Love it. And that All right, that's it. That is the show. You have yourself a fine week. You do. And uh, everybody, everybody enjoy. Uh, and, and take a look down between your legs and decide. Bush. Linda Ronstadt Bush. Or. Timothy Chalamet Bush. <laughs> you can listen to the Literate Ape cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. What the fuck?